Welcome everyone to The Great Sources, Season 2, Episode 13. Today's share is called Exilic Times, When Do We Not Belong in Eretz Yisrael. May this year be a schos for Achenu B'nai Yisrael in Eretz Yisrael, in the Eis Tzara. Hashem Yevorich Es Amoy Asholim. Last week's share we explained that the Mechleik is between the Chachmei Bavel, who stayed behind in Bavel when the base when the Beis HaMikdash was being rebuilt, and those that were opposed to that stance, which we find Rabbi Yechanan, Rashlakish, and others, the Machlekes is about whether the point that made the Bayes Sheni special, which is specifically called the Soyed HaToyrah in the Hecholis, which is the great explosion of Torah, or the, the cause for the great explosion of Torah that happened in the Tkufa of Bayez Sheni. So they had a Machloikist. There was a question whether that is going to be beneficial. Is that going to help the, the Torah learning in Bavel too? Or will that be limited to Eretz Yisrael? So that's what made the Bayez Sheni important. That's what made it appropriate even to have a Bayez Sheni. And the question is, is that something that's going to have be centralized in Eretz Yisrael but spread too, in which case they should dafka stay behind because they'll be in peace, as we discussed um, last year and two years ago. Or will the Seyed HaToyra only work in Eretz Yisrael, and therefore everyone should belo- belongs in Eretz Yisrael during Bayesheni, um, with the Mikdash where the Seyed HaToyra is centralized. Now, today what we're going to explore is something really interesting, which is <laughs> that... Those who held that the Bavliim should have returned after 70 years of Golas Bavel, along with Ezra, don't merely hold that the Bavliim once upon a time sinned a long, long time ago, sinned by not returning. Rather, those who held, the Amoron that held that the Bavliim should have come back, and not just the Amoron, Tanon too, as we shall see. Those that held that the, that the Bavlim were all supposed to return with Ezra after 70 years of Golas Bavl, they kept a hatred towards the Bavlim for that, and they hold that the Bavlim should not come afterwards. Meaning, there's the Tkufa that the Bavlim were supposed to come, according to these sheets. The Bavlim, everyone from Bavl should have returned along with Ezra, or perhaps sometime over the period of Bayashani. Once they missed that window of opportunity, the Pekido, when they're being invited to come back to Israel, as we shall see, these sheet is told, you messed up, the Bavlian, you had your chance to come, and you declined, which is a terrible sin, and now you're no longer welcome in Israel. That's what we're going to show. So what we're exploring today is, from what I can see, um, the only source in Chazal. It's not, it's not just one source, it's a few sources, but it's all about the same thing. The only place in Chazal where we find a concept that there sometimes we can, we can judge that, we're, don't, that we do not belong in Eretz So this is a very important question. When is it that we don't belong in Eretz And why? And of course, where does that leave us today? That's the ultimate question. So first what I'm going to do is, I'm going to bring you through the Mekiris 
for this hatred to the battle. And I'm going to show you that, like I said, it's not merely that, that people believe that they did a tremendous hate by not coming in by Hashem, but they actually consider them, consider this hate to have long-lasting ramifications. And in fact, um, the Bavlim were not welcome in Eretz So what are the sources? So the one we've just spoke about much, and we're going to go through the source sheet here in order. Number one, we have the story in Yuma Dev Testament Beis, where Shlakish was swimming in the Yardin River on the border of Eretz Along with Rabbi Bachano, who was apparently a Bavli, right, see from this Gemara, okay, Rabbi Bachano was a Bavli, and he extended a hand to Rishlakish. Rishlakish, instead of thanking him and taking his hand, he said, by God, or God, hate, I hate you, we hate you. The Bavliim hate you, why? I'm sorry, the, the, the Eretz Yisrael Dika hate you, Bavliim, because you should have all returned, you may Ezra. And the Pasuk and Shiashim that says, I'm being marach about this even though we know this Gemara because we're going to deal with this a lot today. The Pasuk and Shiashim that says about the Isha and Shiashim, is she a Chayma or is she not a Chayma? This is the major test at the end of Shiashim. Is the Isha a Chayma or not? Means, according to Mishlakish, is B'nai Yisrael a Chayma? Is Knesset Yisrael a Chayma? Meaning, will they, at the end of 70 years of Golos, the end of the seven years of Galos, will they come back kachayma, all together, like a wall, or not? And you guys didn't? And because you didn't, the Shechina wasn't shared by Hashemi. It's all your fault, and Rish Lakish now is being, um, he's, he's not being welcoming to Rabbi Bachana, and he's not being friendly to Rabbi Bachana. He comes to Rabbi Yechanan, who, who tells him that actually Rabbi Yechanan says no, the Shechina wouldn't have been shared by Hashem regardless, even if all the Bavlin would have returned because, because the Shechina was built by the Persians. Now, that's one mocker for Bavli hatred. Another one is in the Medrash Yashir which goes like this. And, and interestingly, you'll see from this Medrash, you see how much you have to be medayic and how, how seriously the Amorim were about the specific attitudes that they had. The message goes like this. Rav Shlokish, when he would see the Bavliim gathering in the Shuk, and this is, by the way, in, in Eretz Yisrael, which is important, that's where Rav Shlokish lived. He would tell them like this. You see, he would tell them, scatter yourselves. I want you to scatter. Because when you were supposed to come up, you weren't Chayma. You weren't together, unified. And now all of a sudden you want to make yourself a Chayma, not Maskin. Rabbi Yerichanon, when he would see them, he would be mekanter them. He would, he would berate them, um, chide them. And he said like this, he said, the Navi is mekanter them, because the Pasuk says, Yimaseim Eloikai Kilo Sham Uloi. Pasuk in Hashem says, Yimaseim Eloikai Kilo Sham Uloi, the Yihu United in Bagoyim. God rejects them because they didn't listen to him, and now they have to wander among the nations. So Rishlaki says, look, sorry, Birkman says, the Navi's mekanta them, so I should also be mekanta them. I see the Navi treats them a certain way, those who didn't hear God, meaning they didn't hear his call, inviting them to return. And therefore, says Birkman, I will do the same as the Navi. Okay? Um, so what's, why is it so interesting? Because Rishlakish who says, Im Chaymahi, means, would they all be a Chaymah and come together? That's the test of B'nai Yisrael, that's the test of the B'nai Yisrael in Golis. And they didn't pass the test, they weren't K'chaymah. So Rosh Lakish's hatred to the Bavlim was expressed in, in the following specific behavior, 
that when he would see them being kachayma, see them being together, he would tell them, guys, come on. You were supposed to be kachayma 400 years ago, 500 years ago, when, you, when we were supposed to come back from Israel, and now you're kachayma, this is your problem. Rabbi Yechanan, as we said, does not believe that imchayma means if you would all come back, the Shechina would return. Because Rabbi Yechanan says, even if they come back, Shechina won't return. So what does imchayma mean, according to Rabbi Yechanan, actually we'll see today. But the point is that's why his expression of hatred to the Babylon wasn't based on the fact that they, weren't be, that they were getting together. So Shlokish Lashitaseh. Rabbi Yechanan has no chayma issue with the Babylon. His issue with the Babylon is Lashomu, they didn't listen to Hashem. And he says, look, well, the Navi rejects them and is, uh, berates them. Yimoseim are like, hi, so I will do the same. That's a beautiful. Okay, so that's another Bavli hatred. And here's another source of Bavli hatred is also in that Medishin Shirashim, great story, that, okay, it starts from Chayma, had they all come back, the Bishamikdash wouldn't have been destroyed. Reb we know about Reb Zeyra, was the one who was avoiding Reb Yehuda because Reb wanted to go back from Bavli So all and Reb Yehuda held you can't. Now, Reb did end up going. And when he got there, says the Medrash, when he got to Israel, so he went out to the Shuk to buy something, and he told the person who was weighing the, the I think it's grain, I think they say it means some grains of produce, he told the person that was weighing it, weigh it well. And the person said to him, get out of here, you Bavli, who your, your forefathers destroyed the Mikdash, caused the Besam Mikdash to be destroyed, the second Besam Mikdash. Get out of here, you Bavli. So Abzeira said, what do you mean, but why is he saying this? Are my forefathers not like his fathers? He went to the Besam Mikdash and he heard this teaching, from Rabshelah. Had B'nai Yisraelah come Kachaimba from Golos, the second Mikdash would never have been destroyed. And so, so um, Reb Zeyra said, Yafalim Dani Amaretz. The Amaretz was right. He, he taught me a good lesson. So basically, so he see Reb Zeyra goes into the shop and this Amaretz is like, you Bavli, get out of here, you Bavli, don't tell me what to do, Bavli. And Reb Zeyra is wondering, what is this, um, what is this hatred to, against Bavli? And, and then here's a shear from Shayla, that it's the Bavlim's fault that the second Mishnah was destroyed, and he says, oh, now I get what the Ramaraj is teaching me. Okay, and then we have the other sources, if you're going through the source sheet, we have the other sources, four, five, and six. The, the Mishnayas twice attribute a certain practice to Bavlim, and the Gemara says in both of those places, actually not the Bavlim why this practice, it's actually Alexandrian, but the Mishnah uses this derogatory term Bavli because they hated Bavlim, so Bavli meant a bad guy. And Tyson explains why they hate the Bavli because because they all be Ezra. Tyson Manoch Staff Kof. It's not Stam hatred. Okay. So now let's analyze this hatred. Think about this. We're talking about Rabbi and Mishlakish, five hundred years after Ezra came back. So why are they keeping this attitude towards Bavliim? Because they're their distant ancestors didn't come to Israel. And in fact, think about it even deeper. Look, Rabbi Bachana is at the Yardin. Rishlokish would see people in Eretz Yisrael. Rabbi Yechon lived in Eretz Yisrael. He would see Bavliam in Eretz Yisrael. And so these people are actually coming to Eretz Yisrael. So why is he hating on them now? What does he have against them? What does he have against them? They're coming to Israel. Okay, their forefathers should have come 500 years ago. They didn't say it. But now these guys are coming. You're hating them because of a sin of their fathers, which they are actually rectifying? But clearly, clearly there's some rejection of Bavliim, which is expressed in the story by the Amaretz, who says, get out of here, Bavli. That's what he told him. Get out of here. Let's not Why don't you get out of here? <laughs> we don't need Bavliim here. Right? Because B'yayi Chanam, they, they treated Bavliim a certain way when they saw them in Israel. So essentially, 
it's this, it's this um, like a tribal hatred against Bavli people because of something that they did 500 years ago. And they're not welcome anymore. And the truth is, I think this is pretty clear in the Medrash because this is, go back to number two in the source sheet, where after it says about, you know, Birchner Shlokish would, would chap of the Bavli and berate the Bavli, and they saw in Eretz Yisrael, the Medrash continues, Rabbi kind of said, if you see the Eretz full of Bavli, Tzapei L'Ragli Mashiach. If you see the, the benches of Eretz full of Bavli, you can hope for the Ragli Mashiach, you can assume Mashiach's around the corner. Because what it's saying is that Bavli, in Rebbeinu Rishlakish's opinion, actually don't belong in Eretz Yisrael. They don't belong there. They have a hatred to the Bavli, that the Bavli are, are outsiders and don't belong. And Rabbi Khan is saying is when that changes, that means Mashiach's coming. Okay, and he actually quotes a Pasuk, Paras Vesha Saragla, we'll get back to that later. Paras, Paras Vesha Saragla, we'll get back to that later. So, basically, it's not just that uh, an opinion about, okay, you know, there's a lot of people who did Averis, right? A lot of generations did Averis. We don't hate all their descendants. This is apparently more than just a question of whether at a certain point in time certain community did Averis. This became, somehow, for some reason, this split in Kalei Yisrael, that there's the Bavliim who are bad and actually don't belong in Eretz Yisrael. Don't belong in Eretz Yisrael because... Instead of Rishlakish welcoming him, instead of Bechner welcoming him, instead of the Amorites welcoming him, they're basically telling them, get out of here. So basically the question is, why should Bavli not come to Eretz Yisrael? Okay, they did something wrong. Okay, they should have come at the Yisrael when there was a Pekida, and Ezra came back, it was a wonderful time to come, but there was some Mikdash, etc. But why does that mean that 500 years later, the great-great-great-grandchildren are not welcome in Hetzisrom. So now, maybe you'll say, ah, because there's something to do in Chutzlaretz. Chutzlaretz is also important. Like the Gemara says in Psachim, that there's a reason why, there's a reason why Yisrael is an exile in the Umis, which is in order to, to bring Gerim. So maybe the Bavlim are supposed to be in Golis, to make Gerim. So, the truth is, this doesn't work at all, obviously, and I'll show you why, just to make it clear. First of all, they weren't just telling them that you have a mission in Chutzlaret. Like the Satmarav says, there's reasons to be in Chutzlaret. It was a sinner. There was a sinner to the Bavli. I mean, you understand, think about this, okay? It's a sinner recorded in Mishnayis. This is a halachic sinner. This is not stam tribalism. This is a halacha. So it's not merely that they held up to something for them to do in Chutzlaret. Additionally, if the issue is people have to be in Chutzlaretz because there's a job to do in Chutzlaretz, what does it have to do with the Bavliim? Why does the Bavliim have to be in Chutzlaretz? And all more than that, these sheetahs hold that the Bavliim actually should have overturned when the Bayesheni was being built. Which means that the mission of being in Chutzlaretz to make Gerim is done. Right? Because everyone should have come back. I, what about the Gerim? Elamai, it's done. And I want to show you that it's actually the case, um, which is like this. If you look at the source sheet, this is number eight, a very, very important message. I think we're going to go into this more in another shear, uh, even, uh, even deeper. The message goes like this. So it starts off on the Pasuk, That's the prediction of Zechariah, that the Shekin is going to return. And it didn't, by Shani, right? So that's why the Medrash is coming to explain why it didn't. And it goes into Imchaimahi. 
starts with Im Chaimahi, this test. Hashem is ready to return Im. There's a condition. Im Chaimahi. And Knesset Israel, were supposed to all come back, but they didn't. That's Rosh Lakish Shita, right? And then Rabbi Yitzchak, in the Psikta Rabbasi, the Psikta Rabbasi is in the above, Rabbi Yitzchak, Tamar Rabbi Yechanan, says, like Rabbi Yechanan, that, you know why the Shrina wasn't shown by Hashani? Because it was built by Persian, not by Hashem, so not because they didn't all turn, come back. That's not what it's about. And then the Medj continues and says, so let's just just keep track where we're up to here. The Medj starts on the Pasuk, and it says, which is explaining that Klaiso was tested whether like a Chaim or not. The test was whether the Lord return. And then Rabbi Yitzhak says, now actually returning is not as important as you think. The Shekhinah wouldn't have come back anyways. And now he continues on and talks about how great Knesset Yisrael was and how they actually were the Aishas Chayel, were the good woman who passed the test of Golis. And a very key point over here, which we'll get to in another shir, that what Rosh Lakish learns Im Chaymahi means the test of Im Chaymahi, which is, by the way, the test of Shir Hashirim. In other words, Shir Hashirim ends with this climatic question, is the woman of Chaymah or not? The woman of Shir Hashirim is Knesset Yisrael, Hashem's beloved. So according to Rosh Lakish, the test of Bnei Yisrael, there's the whole history of, of Tanakh, and it ends with Golis. Bavel. And the test of an Yisrael is, are they a chayma? Will they be faithful and come back to Hashem altogether? Which, according to Rosh we failed that test. Um, according to Rabbi Yitzchak, Rabbi Yechanan is saying, yes, they should have all come back, but remember, that's not what the Shina depends on. So what's Im Chayma about? What is Im Chayma about? So this is what the Medrash continues and actually tells us that Klai Yisrael passed the test of God. It's a key difference. And it continues like this. It says, the Medrash says, Eish Yitzchayel Miyim is talking about Knesset Yisrael, because when we went to Golos, the Malachim said to Hashem, you know, in Eretz Yisrael they did Avedazara. So if you send them to Golos, they're for sure going to do Avedazara. It's going to be worse. So Hashem said, no, look, watch. They're going to be faithful to me. They're going to be faithful to me. Gamalasu as much as they suffer, they're going to say good things about me. And they're going to be faithful to me. Basically, they're not going to Avedazara. Lokach nemra ani Im choyma, I'm sorry. So the, the Medrash ends, Im Chayma. Bnei Yisrael was actually a Chayma in Golos because they didn't do Avedazar. When did Bnei Yisrael not do Avedazar in Golos? That's the story of Hanan and Mishal and Azariah withstanding Avedazar. It's not just a beautiful story. It actually indicates that Kalei Yisrael withstood the test of, of Golos. Okay. Oh, I, I, I skipped one major point. Hashem said to the Malachi Asharis, this is why I was bringing this up. Hashem said to the Malachi Asharis, who said, who said to him, why are you sending them to Golos? It's going to be worse there. Hashem said, no, it's going to be better there. And not only is it, I mean, they're not going to have a desire there. And not only are they not going to have a desire, it's actually going to be better because they're going to bring Geirim back to me. Okay? So, and then it says, oh, they didn't have a desire and they're going to bring Geirim back to me, which means that we actually accomplished our purpose in Golos. The purpose of Golos was to be a choyma, to be faithful to Hashem and not to have a desire. And we actually did that already according to Rebbe and we should all come back after 70 years. So the, the business of we're in Golas and Otagam is actually all done after 70 years of Golas Bavel. The inspiration of spreading the Torah to the world already happened. In exactly what that means. But the point is that you can't say that the Bavel don't belong in Etzor because they have a purpose in Golas. So here's our question then. Why, if the Bavel missed their opportunity to come to the Arts, 
are they no longer welcome in the arts? The answer is very, very simple. The answer is very, very simple. Those that reject Eretisrom are not able to immediately, as soon as they want to, come back and go to Eretisrom. It takes time to develop the proper approach to Eretisrom. Once a people, community, had the wrong approach, it's a process. It takes time. And see, the idea is like this. Eretz Yisrael is not just a physical thing about living in a place. There's a certain idea about Eretz Yisrael. Because if Eretz Yisrael is at the center of Kol Terkula, clearly there's some concept to it. We spoke about it in season one, about what Eretz Yisrael is all about. And um, I think we're going to go back, we're going to get back to it later in these, in these shrooms so we can have Tavashonim. The point is that if Eretzol anchors the whole Torah, so the approach of Eretzol, what Eretzol is and what it can do for you, it obviously requires a certain mindset. If it requires a certain mindset, then if you miss the opportunity to embrace that, you're not necessarily capable of then coming back and doing uh, and taking it and, or developing it. So it takes a certain amount of time and distance till you can try it again. So to put it, to say it simply, if a soul has to do something for you and you're not holding by that, and then you say, okay, I'm going to come anyways. No, 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 don't come anyways because then you're going to, you're not going to get what a soul could do for you. You'd rather stay away a certain length of time and then eventually you'll be ready to try again. Now, which, as we'll see, this is the Miraglam story and the Mapila, but we'll get to that soon. That's why it's a hatred to the Bavlim. The hatred to the Bavlim is that they, they were Marachic then. They said, you guys are godless people. And the proof is like this. Rabbi Yechanan's Pasuk is, Yemaseim Elikai Kilei Shamulai V'yihu Noyledim Magoyim God rejects them. My God rejects them because they didn't listen to him. And now they have to be wandering among the nations. Which means, once you don't listen to Hashem, once you don't listen to Hashem, Hashem is going to mayas you. And now you must wander among, among, around in the nations. You can't just come back and say, I'm ready. And like I said, where's this Lord of Tom? This is the story of the Miraglim. The Miraglim clearly did not understand what Eretz is about. They weren't ready for it. I think we're going to speak about that specifically one day. But again, I refer to you to season one. Um, I don't remember which episode. There's a few in a row about it. It's Israel, if you want to review it, it's there. Once the Miraglim were not on the level of understanding, we're not ready to process it so in the right way, they weren't welcome to try again shortly afterwards. That's the Mapilim. Moshe said, you may not go. And the other source for this is by Avram Avinu, who said, and then was told, which the Gemara and the Medrash, this is in 9 and 10, explaining that this is, that, that the punishment of Golas corresponds to the Bama'ida. Bama'ida ki Roshana means there's something, there was something lacking about the ability to live up to the blessing, to the greatness of the Aretz. 
and that's expressed in And once Avram Avinu was not, and therefore his children, are not on that level to live up to the Yaretz in the right way, then it takes time. You can't just say, okay, no, I'm coming anyways. I'm going to take it. I'm going to do it. Because it's not going to do anything for you. Etzol has to do something for you. You have to approach Etzol in the right way. And when you have the opportunity to approach it the right way and you miss it, if you're just going to try to turn around and take it, you are certainly not going to approach it in the right way. And that's why there, there needs to be time. What does time do? And how does time operate on you? That is something which I hope to get to in a further share, to, to understand exactly what this, what this does for you. But it's a, it's, uh, for now, we could just understand a very simple thing. Whenever there's a challenge for you to do, and it's a subtle kind of challenge, because the point is, it's not a practical thing. It's not about just taking it so it's, it's being inspired by it so in a specific way. And if you're not, then clearly you have something to learn. And clearly then, if you just try to force something, as in take it so without realizing what it's all about, it's not going to do for you what it's supposed to do. So, Basically, so we see from the, we see the following idea that those who don't embrace Israel correctly put themselves on a path of Golos, essentially. So that's the idea. The people in Eretz Israel were Mekanta to the Bavlian. Because basically, it's, it's, the, it's like it's two different nations. It's like two different nations because the, the religious history of those who stayed behind in Bavel broke off. It split from those who went to Eretz Yisrael because those who went to Eretz Yisrael with Ezra have Eretz Yisrael as part of their Judaism, let's say. And those that rejected it, according to the, to the Yisrael, that everyone was supposed to take it, and they didn't. So they, they rejected it. And now they become like the Miraglim B'Shaitam who now are not welcome in Eretz Yisrael. You, you, you're a different Uma now. Your whole Judaism changed. Your whole relationship with Hashem changed, right? Because if it's all at the center of the relationship, some have it and some don't. First of all, so those who don't, it is literally like a tribal, a tribal kind of uh, hatred. Because those who don't are, are, in a certain sense, less Jewish. And, 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 and when I say less Jewish, I mean to say the Judaism is different because they don't have it at the center of it, which according to the Rabbi Yechon Rosh they were supposed to. And it's not something that can either just change whenever you want. It only could change at certain times that you could embrace that Yisrael in the right way. So the Mamela, the Bnei Yisrael had a hatred for the Bnei Yisrael. For the Bnei, I'm sorry, for the Bnei um, Bafa. So by the way, you should know, it's just an interesting thing. It's exactly, it's Bidiyuk, the, the opposite of what people think. People think, oh, Rabbi Yechon and Rosh say the Bavim should come, should have come. So you see this idea that everyone's supposed to go to Yisrael. And the Chachmei Bavel, who hold they stay behind, so then there's a mostly not to go to Yisrael. It's actually just the opposite. The Chachmei Bavel had a Cheshbon why they stayed behind. We spoke about that already. The Torah. They don't have a Shita about people not coming to Yisrael. Biyotam and Shlakish have a Shita about those who should have come and didn't, don't belong coming. That's actually the one place in Chazal where we see a Shita that, that if you're a Golos Yid, once a Golos Yid, always a Golos Yid, and you can't just you can't just turn around and say no. Now I'm taking it to Israel. In other words, Abzera and the Chachmei Bavel, who held they have to be in Bavel simply because that's where the Torah is, etc. If that Cheshvan changes for some reason, 
right? Which obviously Abzeir held. Abzeir held his time from the Goretzo. Clearly, he held that it's all better for him. Then you're welcome to go. There's no pagam on you. You're not a godless person. Because there was never a time that you're supposed to come to Eretz Yisrael. It was never proffered to you that Eretz like, Yisrael in the right way. Rabbi Yehoshlaki showed that it was offered to them, Ezra, and they rejected it. And once you reject it, you can't just... You, you can't, Mitzias, whenever I say can't, or Mitzias, Mitzias, you're not able to just turn around and, and embrace something the right way that you once clearly had the wrong idea about. Okay. So now we have a big question. This is what I want to ask Rabbi Yehoshlaki and Mishlokish and that I'm Oretz, that Rabbi lesson. I want to ask them like this. Okay, you say the Bavlim have to stay behind, right? You say, well, oh, what? You see, the Torah says, the Pazik says that you don't listen to Hashem, Hashem rejects you, and now you have to wander among the nations. For how long? How long do you want the Bavlim to stay in Bavel until you will welcome them back to Israel? Or put it this way, how long does it take? We said, okay, it takes time till you can do something again and try to do it right the second time, right? Um... Right? I mean, I guess, like, maybe a good example, just to explain what I mean. Let's say a marriage. Someone gets married, and he doesn't do it right, and then he says, okay, I'm going to do it right this time. No, you need a break. Clearly, you need to change something. It has to change in you in order to do it right the second time. So, maybe just to push the example. So, how long do, do they require for the Bavlium until the, they believe the Bavlium could, could try again in the right way? So, I want to show you that it's a thousand years. A thousand years is the time that um, they need to be in Golos, until they could be back in Eretz Yisrael, okay? So I'm going to show you like this. There's many Midrashim that show, I'm going to prove it to you that's a thousand years. There are many Midrashim that say that the length of Golos is a thousand years. The Pirkei de Belezah says, Perik of Ches, um, Perik Chav Ches, Moshlem Shal Arba Malchiyos is Yoim Echod, one day, one day of God, which is Elof Shonim. And um, the Medrash says further, <coughs> I think it's a Belazabad Ruch, said yes, the Pasuk says, Nisanani Shoimema Kol Hayoim Dova. That's the end of that Pasuk. Paras Reshes Liragloi, the one that Rabbi Bakhana said, if you see Bavli Menetz as well, you should assume Mashiach is coming, because the Pasuk says, Paras Reshes Liragloi, Nisanani Shoimema Kol Hayoim Dova. We'll soon see what that means in the context of the Bavli Menetz. But the point of the Medrash is, it says, Kol Hayoim Dova. So how long are we sad for? One day. One day. Much longer than ah, a thousand years. A day is a thousand years, right? Six thousand years is the world. Six situation be voracious. A thousand years in Hashem's eyes is like a day. So one of Hashem's days is Dava. Um, the next raya to this, there's many places because it says this one is in the Zayar and Shmois, Dafi Zayin of an Aleph. The Zayar says that they're going to be in Golis until the day of the nation's um, Shultan is over. The day. Says the Medrash. The Tanan, the Shilton is a thousand years. Um, and that's actually a Fuah Hayoim. And then Priya <clears throat> says they only have one thousand years because they have a Kaddish Baruch is a thousand years. It brings that Pasuk to Nisanani, Ashaimema, Kal Hayoim Dava. One day and no more. Amar If they are a Shabbat more, it's only a day, right? One thousand years. If it's more, Loi apum xerus malkahu. It's not based on God's decree. So God decreed, the king decreed an exile of 1,000 years. If it's more than 1,000 years, it's not apum xerus malka, elo adleboon lemehedil kibble. Because they don't want to return to him. So up to 1,000 years is the king's decree. 
After a thousand years, it's not his decree, it's because we don't want to return to him. Okay? A thousand years of exile. And then also we have a medrash um, in Eicha that says, on Haig Hashem Abiyoim Kharin Apoi. So it says, Omar Abacha, Yoim Achada, Yoim Echod, I'm sorry, Yoim Echod, Hoya Kharin Apoi, Shalok Kodesh Baruch. Yoim Echod. Okay. One day, which I think means a thousand years, but I skipped one there, now you go to 13. This is source sheet number 13. This is in the Eicha Rabbah Psichto Chavad. Another source that it's a thousand years. A thousand years is the necessary time, according to the king, according to Hashem. A thousand years is the amount of time necessary to be in Golis, and then you could, as the Zara says, you're welcome to come back. Um, up to a thousand years are Pumgzeus Malka, based on the king's decree, more than that, it's only because we don't want to come back to him. So let me show you this other medrash, one other source for a thousand years, and this will actually prove some points that we made in, a, in the last year. The psichto, the uh, which means like the opening, to Eicha, Chaf Aleph goes like this. Be'ezi Bechalavta said, if you can cheshman how many years B'nei Yisrael did have a desire, you're going to know when Mashiach is coming. And we have three psukim that support this idea that the, the amount of time that they served the Avodah is the amount of time that they have to be suffer. Various something like that. Bjorkhanon learns that from Ya'an Ubiya'an, Mida connected Mida. The amount of time you served the is the amount of time that you um, that you're going to be until Mashiach comes in Galos. Rishlakish says a different Pasuk. Admaschem Lenegdechem Zorim Oichlum Oisa. The Pasuk says your land which literally means like in your presence, Zarm Eichlum Foreigners will consume it. And Mishlaki says it means Kinnegdechem Zarm Eichlum Corresponding to the amount of time that you were on your land, the, the Zarm will consume your land. So now I want to just go like, take a little detour of it and explain to you what the Medrash is saying. According to Rabbi Echanan, he learns that from Yana Biyan, it's the amount of years that they did have a Zara. They have to be in Golis. So according to Rish Lakish, it's the amount of years that they were in Eretz Yisrael that Kenegdechem the Zoram will have. Now, is the amount of years they did have the Zoram the same as the amount of years that they were in Eretz Yisrael? No. Here's how I see. Here's what I think is happening in the Medrash. I believe that the amount of years they did have the Zoram is a thousand years, and that's something that um, I'm not going to go into today. I think next year we'll go into that. There's that the Tkufa from Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim until the Bittal of Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim, which is, is actually 1,000 years exactly. Um, so that's what I think it means, the 1,000 years that they did have a Okay, and then it stems perfectly with these other Midrashim that say that Golas is a day. So it's saying Yanu Biyan. Yanu Biyan means if you, could figure, if you know how long they did have a you know how long the Golas is. In other places, we know that the Golas is a day, meaning a 1,000 years. So yeah, 1,000 years of a makes perfect sense because they left Mitzrayim with Pesel Micha and... So right away in Yitzhak Mitzrayim, and they did the Eagle, and then um, the Mavat Yitzhak is are 1,000 years later, 3448. Okay, but I'll give you the sources for that another time. That's also in Season 1, actually, I discussed that, but I don't remember where for now, which episode that is. Let's just, you have to just take that on faith for now. Then Rishlakish says something else, right? Rishlakish says the amount of years that you're on your land, you'll have to leave your land. Well, the amount of years they're on your land is not 1,000 years, because 40 years... They were in um, the Midbar, right? 70 years 
they were in Galus Bava. So that's only 890 years that they were in Eretz Yisrael. Until what? Until 40 years into the Bayashani, which is when the Yitzhak of Zara ended. So according to Shlakish, what exactly do you mean the amount of years that they were on the land? So I think it means it's like this. The amount of years that they were on land is from Yitzhak Mitzrayim until the end of Bayashrishan. It's 850. 850. And Bayashani doesn't count to the amount of years that they were on their land because they were under the Shilton of the Persians. So in other words, they only had their land with um, autonomy for 850 years. And now they have to lose their land for 850 years. When did they lose their land? When did they lose their land? So go to spell. But then they got it back in Bayashani, somewhat yes, somewhat not. So I think that doesn't count as losing their land. You know when they lost their land? Maybe you say with Chorban Bayashani, so that's the year 70. So 850, 850 years later, gets us till um, 920. But Yechonah says a thousand years. How's this thing with a thousand years? So I'll tell you very simple. A thousand years of Golis is the year a thousand. It takes us to the year 1070, the end of the 11th century. That's for a thousand years of doing Avodazar. For 850 years of being in your land and sinning, you have to be off your land for 850 years. They weren't off their land with the, with the Churban Bayashini. You know when they were off their land? I want to say when the Tkufa of Bayashini came to an end, the Tkufa of living in Eretz which I told you last year, was when Rav came to Bavel, that's in the year 219, 150 years after Bayashini. So that the 850 years of Rosh Lakish, starting the year 219, 220, this is obviously not Mamish exact, bringing the 850 years of Rosh Lakish, who measures it by the Aretz, to end with the 1,000 years of Rabbi who measures it by um, the years of serving of a desire. So it all comes together. But why is this important to me? First of all, to show you that it's a thousand years, and secondly, to show you that when Rav's coming to Bavel, that's when the Tkuf of living in Etzor comes to an end. Al-Kopanim. What are we learning today? What do I show you? That there's a Tkuf called the time that you're not supposed to be in Etzor. Just like Avram Avinu was told. When he said, Bama'eda, I was told, Oh, Abba Me'ashana, Daravi'i. And just like the Muraglim were told, Abba'am Shana, you're not allowed to be there for a certain amount of time once you reject it. So too, once we didn't come back in the right time, said Abba'am, there's a Tkufa that we're not supposed to come back, and that is a thousand years. More than that, it's not upon Xeris Malko. It's in Hathlo Fellow. Zayr says, Hashem's not decreeing. If it's more than that, it's because we don't want to come back. So, and this is what I think the Major is saying. Remember we said like this, the Major says <laughs> that, um, if the Bavlim, if you see the Bavlim in you should hope for the footsteps of Mashiach, because the Pasuk says, Paras Reshes Leraglo. What's the drush? The drush is like this. Remember the Pasuk goes as follows. Paras Reshes Leraglo, Nisanani Shaimema, Kol Hayoim Dava. Ah, Kol Hayoim Dava, a thousand years, right? Paras Reshes Leraglo means he's laid a trap for me. What that's telling you is that going to Golas is a trap. What's a trap mean? A trap means something which once you step into, you can't step out of it. So Paras Reshes Leraglo, the Bavliim were trapped in Golas. They weren't able to come back whenever they, as soon as they wanted to. They had an opportunity. Once they missed the opportunity, they were stuck in Golas. Till when? So now we have a theory. So Mela what? So Mela saying, once they come back to so you know that the day is over. You know that Mashiach um, is coming. Now, um, so what does that do for us? So what that gives us is a theory of understanding that the objection to the Bavliim was that once they, they didn't embrace that stroll when they could have or when they should have, 
they now require a thousand years of um, of being re-educated, let's say, or, or, or some sort of distance, which we'll have to explore further. Um, but then, but again, so here we do have a source, the only source of this concept that we can sometimes figure out when we don't belong in Eitz Israel. If we rejected it, then we don't belong there. So what I want to get to next next year, that's all for today. I wanted to analyze that Gemara well and show you how this objection to the Bavim returning has a certain Zman. Zman is a thousand years. That's our Pung Zeros Malka more than that is not. The next year we have to understand like this. Does this actually serve as a new Yisoyed, a new way to figure out when we belong in Eitzel and why not? Um, can we apply this? Like, can we say, well, can we understand the Gemara? What exactly about rejecting it so it means that we should be out of it? In other words, why were the Muraglim told you can't go in? Why was Abravinu told you can't go in? Why the Bavlim then go to, told then told that they shouldn't come in? And can we learn something from that? Can we understand it such that we can learn something from it? Can we apply it today? Um, is this a halachic matter? I mean, the Rabban Hosam is a Lebanese soul. How do you have such kind of chashbainis? Does this, or is this connected in any way to the Shoshuas, and which seems to be a whole different consideration? Here we have this idea that oh, you don't belong in that soul spiritually. You know, holding by, is this somehow connected to Shoshuas? And of course, the most important question is, what does that mean for us today? What can we take from that to conclude, um, to um, Bismani? That's all for now.